Welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Coach Kelly Tammy, out here in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. This is episode number 20. I am so freaking excited. I've got 20 episodes, y'all. That's awesome. And yes, I said sunny, Southern California, San Diego. It is sunny today. It is beautiful outside. Not a cloud in the sky. And I am loving life today. I hope you guys have had a great weekend and I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. And I'm just super stoked, guys. Like, this episode is going to be freaking amazing. The title of this episode is Stop Settling, Create Your Own History. What do I mean by that? Exactly what it says, stop settling. So we get caught up in our past. And I, I, I'm going I'm to go ahead and say sorry, not sorry right now, because I'm going to get super passionate and get really live all up in this podcast today. And because part of this episode is actually was inspired by an episode of Dr. Phil's that I listened to. And then, you know, throughout the week, I'm always listening and I'm talking to people and there's really no rhyme or reason where I get my inspiration for my podcast. Somebody will say, and say oh my God, that's a podcast. And I take a note and I put it on my phone. So I saw a meme on Facebook from my best friend's daughter, (laughs) from Teresa, you hear me talk about her all the time, from her daughter Essence, she had posted something up on her Facebook and it was, it's going to be part of this episode. Okay. So anyway, she was just really, what she posted really just like struck me in the forehead. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. So, you know, we get caught up in our past and well, this happened to me and that happened to me and this happened to me. And, you know, I'm, I can't do anything because of this. We get caught up in our victim. Uh, we, we play the blaming game. We blame other people for our circumstances. We blame other people for our situation. We blame other people for our job situation, our financial situation. We blame our family. We blame our siblings, whatever. We play this serious blame game. And I'm not pointing any fingers. I did the same thing. I did it for a really long time, like for 44 plus years of my life. And when I woke myself up, shook myself like a damn glow stick so the light would come on, my life changed. I took responsibility for my own actions. I took responsibility for my own decisions. I took responsibility for where it was that I was at. And I also took responsibility for where it is that I want to go. Nobody's responsible for my future. Nobody's responsible for my history from this point forward. Let me say that again. You are in charge of your history from this day forward. You are in charge of your history from this day forward. Everything before today is dry ink on a piece of paper, like in a book. Once Once the ink is dry on that book, There's no no going back and changing it. It is what it is. But right now, in this minute, in this moment, you get to decide what your history looks like from today forward. I'm going to let you sit on that one for a second. So how do you do that? You do that by making the decision right now that you don't want to be where you are anymore. The first step to change is making the conscious decision that 
you are not willing to stay where you are, not one more single minute. Not one more single minute. You get to decide. And I have said this in every single freaking episode. There is power in decision. So much power in decision. The day I made the decision to sell everything I own and move to California, you know I did that in less than 90 days. I did that in less than 90 days. I had the vision on September 20th. It was two days before my birthday of 2017. Had the vision and I kept it quiet for about a week when I got out of because I had the vision in the shower. When I got out of the shower, I was like, did that really just happen? Like for real? And I started getting all these downloads of what was coming next. And I started following my intuition at that point. I started following those impulses. I started following those directions and everything fell into place. I drove to Birmingham October 1st. I watched my middle granddaughter, Janice, get baptized that weekend. And I told my kids I was moving to California. I had already made the decision. I had made up my mind. There was no turning back. There was no second guessing. There was, there was nothing. I was going in the discussion. My lease was up at the end of the year. And I really did not see the point in signing a new lease and staying in Atlanta for another year when I knew my destiny, the next part of my journey started in California. Why am I going to waste another year in Atlanta when I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that California was where I was supposed to be for now? So October 1st, I told my kids I was moving to California. My daughter was like, yay, mom, good job. Like, I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you. My son is my analytical child. There was a lot of questions, but I told him that I had a vision and that's what it said. And God said, go. So I'm going and I'm stepping out on faith. Like sometimes you got to believe it before you see it. Or a better way to put that is believe it until you see it. If you have any knowledge of the law of attraction, that's a huge factor in whether or not you manifest anything it is that you want. If you say, well, I got to see it before I believe it, you're not ever going to see it. Can you work your way to that status? Maybe, maybe not. If you do, you're going to work yourself to death instead of saying, you know what? I know this is going to happen. I don't care how it happens. I'm going to let the pieces fall into place the way that they're supposed to. But I'm going to look at the end result of what it is that I want. And I'm going to fill myself up with all those positive vibes of how it's going to feel when I get there. And then watch the universe and God's source, higher power, inner being go to work to make that happen with you. Like to lay out all your steps, shine the light on the yellow brick road so you can get there. Like you're way too smart, man, to be standing in your own way. Way too smart. Like I know you're smart because you're listening to my podcast. So there's that. <laughs> I love you guys. I really do. And, and I know like we're eight and a half minutes in and I know it feels like I'm all up in your grill and I am. And I'm not even going to apologize because I knew when I like... Just to give you an idea of how I do my podcast, I normally just shoot straight from the hip. I throw out my title. I know the general subject of what it is I'm going to talk about. And whatever comes to mind comes to mind. I I wrote out some of my show notes before I got started today because I didn't want to miss nothing. I got a notebook sitting here with with notes to make sure that I had every piece of this that I want to give you guys today. 
which for me is super awesome. My, my challenge for myself is because I have notes that I don't lose space and time reading the notes and reading you something. I still want it to sound authentic. I still want to come across as authentic. I still want to have as much fun and put as much passion as I can in here and not be reading damn notes. So there's that. If today you make the decision that you are going to create a history that you are proud of, that you are going to create a history that is going to excite your family. You are going to create a legacy for your family for generations to come so that when you cross over into the afterlife, your grandchildren's 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 grandchildren know who you are because you left them something to remember you by. Isn't that a mouthful? If you're going to do that, we're going to have to make some probably some pretty tough decisions. One of those decisions is really start evaluating your circle of influence, your inner circle, your circle of friends. Not everybody that you call friends is your friend. Some of those folks are just acquaintances and they call themselves your friend because you do things for them that make them feel good. And the minute you start setting healthy boundaries and start saying, hey, I can't do this. It doesn't fit into my schedule. It doesn't fit fit into the realm of what I got going on now. You're going to have to find somebody else. See how quick they disappear out your life. That's a win for you. I think I said that last week or the week before. That's a win for you. The quote that I saw on the meme on Essence's page was, you got to start hanging out with the people who fit your future, not your history. I'm going to read that again. You got to start hanging out with the people who fit your future, not your history. So if you've got a past that you don't love or that you hate or that you dislike or that you're ashamed of or whatever, are you still hanging out with the same people that helped you create that past? Are you still hanging out with the people who helped you create that history? How's that working out for you? Are any of those people trying to level up their life? Are any of those people taking the steps to level up their life, to change their history? Do they have dreams? Do they have goals? Do they have aspirations of something bigger? Or do they have a pipe dream and they're still doing the same shit they were doing six years ago, six months ago, hell, six days ago? If they're still on the same merry-go-round that they were on when you guys created that history or that past together, chances are you need to cut the umbilical cord and let them ride by themselves. It's not your job to save them. It's your job to save you. Your job to save you. It ain't nobody else's job to save you. And it's not your job to save anybody else. Everybody is responsible for their own life, where they're going and how they get there. Period. Now, can people help you, give you a leg up, give you a hand up, help you get to where it is that you're going? Absolutely. But it's not their job. You know, when people are going to want to help you, when they see you helping yourself. That's just the truth. When I started changing my life, when I was coming out of the darkest part of my depression, I still hated me. I didn't love the person that I saw in the mirror. I didn't like who I saw staring back at me. I had changed my body from working out, but my, but the inside of me, my soul was still dark, man. It was black. It looked like a black hole. 
and I was not happy. I felt better on the outside, but my inside, my, my emotional status sucked and it was terrible. Think about your emotion, your emotional life, your emotional status, your emotional and spiritual well-being. Think of it like a bank account. If you think about your emotional well-being like a bank account, each and every day, there is 86,400 seconds put into your bank account. At the end of the day, whatever is left over gets wiped away. There's no do-over, there's no refunds, there's no returns, and there's no rollover of the time that you get in a 24-hour day. But that's the same for everybody. You can spend that time with people who are negative and draining you emotionally and spiritually, which means they're taking out, they are making a withdrawal out of your bank account. They are making a withdrawal out of your emotional bank account. They are taking away those seconds because stress kills. They are taking your seconds away from you. They are taking a part of your life away from you because every minute that you're focused on somebody else's negativity and bullshit, you are not focused on where it is that you want to go in creating your legacy and history for your family and for yourself and, and for your life. So if you've got people that are what I like to call emotional, yeah, emotional vampires, energy vampires, tell them to kick rocks, man. The blood bank is dry. It is closed for business. Boy, bye. Be gone. Like you're shooing off an old dog, a stray dog. Like you can't let them be draining your life, man. You just can't. People who are adding to your bank account are people that reduce your stress. They add positivity. They uplift you. They encourage you. They help you become a better you. They're all about your personal development. They're all about the positive things that you got going on in your life. They check you when you get off track. That's what your circle of friends should be like, man. They should be emotionally adding positivity to your life at all corners and then yanking your string when you're not doing what you said you were going to do in the moment you wanted to do it. Like, don't let those people emotionally, don't let the negative people emotionally bankrupt you. Saying no to negative people, negative vibes, things that don't fit into your dream that you've written down that don't fit into your vision that don't fit into your goal saying no to them is self-preservation man it's not selfish it is self-preservation you can't help nobody else unless you take care of you first and you have to take care of you emotionally spiritually financially physically relationally professionally all of that's on you just like everybody else in their circle, in their life, their circle of life, those are their responsibility. It's not your responsibility to fix any of those things for them. If you start leveling up your life and you inspire them to do better, that's how you help them. You've done your job. Now, if you see them putting in work 
and you want to reach back and you want to lend them a hand to help them get up to the next step, don't do it for them. Give them a plan. Give them some suggestions. Because if you give it to them, then they're going to expect it. They've got to earn it. They've got to figure it out on their own, just like you're going to have to figure it out on your own. Can somebody help rattle you a little bit and, and help you get the cobwebs or get the fog out of your head to help you clear out your clear your vision? Help you like really make a plan and, and like think of your mind like a whiteboard. When you got too much on your whiteboard, it's cluttered. Your brain gets cluttered. If your brain is cluttered, you may need somebody to help you bring the dry eraser. The, the eraser to wipe off the erase board so you can like start with a clear, a clear mind and figure out where it is you want to go and why. Like, you can't steer a parked car, man. Think about that. You can't steer a parked car. If you don't know where it is that you're going, you don't have a dream, you don't have a goal, you don't have a plan, you don't have a vision, you're sitting in a parked car trying to go somewhere and it ain't going nowhere. It ain't going to go nowhere. You got to turn on the ignition. Give it some gas. You got to put an address in your GPS so that you have a destination. Then once you have put your destination in your GPS, you've now started the car. Those two go hand in hand. You can't start the car until you have a destination. Your destination is your vision or your dream or your goal. Once you write it down and you, you and you give it some focused attention, that's adding gas to that vision or that dream. Once you give it some focused attention and you start feeling the emotions of what it's going to feel like when you attain that, that's pouring gas on that fire, man. So now that you started the engine and it's revved up real good, you put your foot on the brake for just a second. You look at what your next step is. What's the next step when you're driving a car? Next step is you put it in drive. Put the car in drive. Now you can steer that car. When you're steering that car, you're creating your history. You ain't settling. You sitting in a parked car, you settling for whatever comes by you on the street. If it rains, you get the mud puddle. Somebody's going to splash water on you and ruin your day. If it snows, you're going to get stuck in the snow in the car. Ain't nobody's fault but yours because you chose to stay there. you got to drive the car, man. From this moment forward, you get to create your history. You get to create it however you want to create it. If you don't do something to create your history from this day forward, it's going to end up just like your past has already been ending up. Are you okay with that? I'm not. I wasn't. I figured that out in 2009 when I was blessed enough to have a friend call me and talk me out of taking a whole bottle of sleeping pills and he had no idea how bad that day was going to be. I didn't know how to change my future. I wasn't even sure that I wanted to change my future. But the one thing I did know was that I didn't want to take a chance that somebody was going to call me a second time and save me from doing, save me from me. I had to save me from me and I had to figure that out. I had to figure out how to teach me how to be a better me. 
I mean, I was a great student in school. I could make A's and B's. Somebody tell me what to do and I could follow the, I could follow instructions and make A's and B's without ever really trying, man. Now I had to be my own teacher and I still teach me each and every day. I look for something to feed me every day. And I'm not talking about food. Food is great. Don't get me wrong. I'm a personal trainer too. <laughs> I love food. I love to eat. Uh, there's really a fat kid trapped inside of me. So when I say feed me, I talk about feeding my brain. Like success leaves clues. And I've said this in a, in a past podcast. Success leaves clues, man. You know, follow those. I can eat those breadcrumbs as fast as you can throw them at me. If you got something that I want, I'm following those breadcrumbs and I'm going to eat them as fast as you throwing them down. I can apply them to my life instantly. If I don't understand something, I'm asking questions continuously, never endingly. I mean, that's my job as a life coach, as a personal trainer, as a friend, as a mother, as a mentor, as a public speaker, as an author. My job, my lifelong job is to ask questions. You know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. What if I told you a well-worded question is worth a thousand pictures? Get really good at asking yourself really tough questions. And answer those tough questions honestly and authentically. When you're asking yourself the tough questions and you're getting real with yourself and you figure out that you either don't like the answer or you do, you're going to change your life instrumentally, extraordinarily. Because when you answer authentically and there's something that makes you sick at your stomach because you didn't like the answer that you had to give, you will do everything that you got to do to change that because you don't like the feeling that you just had about yourself. Think about that. I know that when you start off on a new journey, things get hard sometimes. You're not sure what it is that you're doing. You're not sure how you're going to do it. Sometimes the belief your belief structure is not even at a point where you believe that you can. But that dream sparked enough fire in your heart and in your soul that somewhere in the back of your mind, it keeps whispering, you can do this. You can do this. You know you want this. Keep going. You got this. Go over here. Go sit down over there. And you sit down over there and you meet this random person that is magically doing what it is that you said you wanted to do. And you strike up this random conversation about what your passion is. And they were like, oh my God, I do that now. And I can give you some names of, and some direction on where to start. Do X, Y, and Z. Make sure that you don't do X, Y, and Z. They just told you where you're going to hit your speed bumps and your roadblocks and how to avoid them. Because you listen to that still quiet voice in the back of your head that said, keep going. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. Don't let your fear of failure keep you from creating 
an extraordinary history and legacy for the world to see. Yes, to me, honestly, there's no such thing as failure. There's feedback. It's only failure if you quit. A lot of folks, when they fail at something or what they like to call failure, they act like it's a tattoo on them and they can't do nothing else. Failure ain't a tattoo, man. It's a bruise. Failure is a bruise, man. It is not a tattoo saying that you can't do nothing. Thomas Edison created the light bulb after 10,000 failures. Everybody in the world said he, everybody he knew told him he was crazy and kept telling him he was failing. He was like, no, I just found out. He was like, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I failed. I figured out 9,999 ways that it wouldn't work. So what if you fall down? Get your ass back up. Bruises heal, man. Failure is permanent. Failure is when you quit and you give up and you say, I'm done. That's when it becomes permanent. Before that, it's a bruise. Bruises heal. I did eight Spartan races in one year. My whole body was one big ass bruise, (laughs) to be honest, (laughs) especially those last two and a half months because I did two beasts in the super in six weeks. My body hurt inside and out. But you know what? I did it. I did it. I kicked its ass and I got my double trifecta and it was amazing. I did. My training was ridiculous. I put myself through some hellacious trainings and through those brutal races because my goal was to get that double trifecta. And there was nothing or nobody that was going to get in my way from making that happen. I didn't care how hard it was. I didn't care how tired I was. I didn't care how bad my body hurt. When my body hurt, I figured out what to do to make it feel better. I started doing cryotherapy. That would take the inflammation out of my body, out of my joints, and I could train another day. I started stretching more often, foam rolling more often, taking a couple more rest days off. I was I started getting more massages, but not as many as what I needed to. I needed to have a massage before and after every race, and I did not do that. Anybody that's listening to this that does Spartan races I would, and looking at getting their double trifecta, I highly recommend getting a massage the week before a race or a couple of days before the race and definitely a massage right after the race to work out all of those um, kinks and stuff in your muscles. Cryotherapy is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Cryotherapy before the race and definitely cryotherapy after the race. But I was so determined and so focused on just the end goal. My training got sloppy and my traps stayed in constant engagement. I wasn't catching them when they would engage when they weren't supposed to. And now I'm going through physical therapy and getting lidocaine shots in my traps to make them relax so that my spine will align back right. Now I, what my physical therapy is done. I'm, I'm, what I'm doing now is the last few sessions of getting the lidocaine shots in my shoulders. But like I've got full range of motion in my neck now because I figured out the solution to my problem. I wanted to work out and I couldn't because I was in pain. Well, what do you do when you have pain? Pain is not a tattoo. It's a bruise. I figured out how to help the bruise heal. Bruise is healed. Now... I'm more aware of what it was that I did wrong, feedback, 
now I know what not to do next time so that my training sessions are much more effective and I heal quicker and get the results that I want quicker. You can do the same thing with your dreams and your goals. When something doesn't work, it's not failure. It's just feedback. Why didn't it work? You got to track what it is that you're doing. You can't measure what you don't track. If something didn't work, why didn't it work? Break it down. Figure out another way. Was it just that some of it didn't work and some of it did? Maybe you just need to tweak one or two things and try it again. Talk to somebody that's done it before. Hey, this is what I did. And when I did it this way, it didn't work. Do you see any holes in my plan? Where can I build a bridge to fix it? Those are all tools that you can use to get you from where you're at to where you want to go. But I said all of that, just like I said at the beginning of this, is that you are the only one that is in charge of your life. Nobody can make you do anything that you don't want to do. Your history before today is already like dry ink on a piece of paper. There is nothing that you can do to change that. But from this day forward, now that you're aware that you have control of your own life, of where you go and how you get there, you can create a history and a legacy any way you want to. Don't let your friends or so-called friends talk you out of chasing your dreams because they're too scared to chase theirs. Their opinion of what it is that you're doing and where you're going is none of your damn business. Everybody don't... Everybody should not know your dreams. I'm just going to be real, man. If the people in your circle don't have a dream, don't tell them your dreams. When they ask why you ain't hanging out, hey, I'm working on some things. I got I, I got some goals and I got some deadlines that I got to meet. And, you know, I've set a timeline and I got to stick to that. And I just I don't need any extra distractions right now. Appreciate you, though. Well, what are you working on? Well, you'll see it when I when I, when I get it done. You'll see it when I get it done. So don't, I'll, I'd like, I just need to stay focused. I appreciate you. Let them watch your hustle. Because when they see your hustle and then they see the end result, they'd be like, damn, Gina, you did that. I didn't have any dreams. I didn't have a vision. I didn't have any goals. When I was coming out of my depression and I jumped into the gym to work out, trying to just feel a little better. My only goal was to feel a little better. My only mission was to not feel sad, not to feel depressed. And so I made myself angry. Angry felt better than sadness. Anger felt better than depression. I changed my body. I went from, and all this time I've been saying 139 pounds. I actually got down to 135. So I went from 186 pounds down to 135 pounds, 38% body fat down to 22% body fat. In three months, three months. Freaking amazing that I was able to do that. And I didn't have a clue. I wasn't a personal trainer then. That's where the dream of the personal trainer was born. I didn't know that I could be a personal trainer. I didn't know if I could make that happen. But my best friend, Michelle, I love you. I know she listens to my podcast and she will hear this later. (laughs) She, when the manager of the gym said, Hey, are you a personal trainer? We've got a built-in clientele for you. If you want to get certified, you could come work here and, you know, make money doing this. And I looked at that woman like she was crazy. I had no idea that you could make money as a personal trainer. 
But Michelle was determined that that's what I was going to do. And she was like, you would be awesome at that. You helped me change my body. You did this and you did that. And look at you and did it. Like she poured buckets and buckets and buckets of water on the little spark of that dream. If you've got somebody in your life, if you've got a Michelle in your life, that's who you tell your dreams to. Because once that seed's planted, they're going to keep pouring water on it until it starts growing. Once that ember of a flame pops up, they're going to start fanning them flames. So the flames get bigger. They'll even throw more wood on that fire for you to keep it burning. Those are the type friends. Those are the type of people that you need in your inner circle. Those are the type of people that you need in your circle of influence. You guys are amazing. You are so freaking smart. You're strong. You're beautiful. You're powerful. By making the decision to change your life, it will change your life in in the moment that you make that decision. Because now your subconscious and your conscious brain has got something to focus on. Now that you've realized you have the power to change your life, you got to take the car out of park, man. Take the car out of park, put the the foot on the gas pedal, and go. Remember that your emotional well-being is the most important thing. Do not let energy vampires steal the seconds out of your emotional bank. You're way too, way too smart to be standing in your own way. And the first step to change is making the decision that you're not willing to stay where you are, not one more single minute. When you do that, everything else will start falling into place. Don't worry about any failures that come along. They're just feedback. They're bruises, not tattoos. And you're not selfish for putting you first. It's called self-love. It's called self-preservation. It's called, I'm important. And I have a job to do. And that's to put on my oxygen mask first and take care of me. And when I start taking care of me, then I get to create my history, my destiny, my legacy for all to see. So with that being said, Ladies and gentlemen, you are freaking amazing and I love you. Little housekeeping here. If you, whatever your platform of choice is while listening to my podcast, please, please, please make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of this awesomeness every week when I post. And if you've got some value out of this particular podcast or any of my other ones, please hit the share button and share it with all your friends and family members on all of your social medias. I would greatly appreciate that. And if you are on the Anchor app, nothing would excite me more than for you to leave me a voice message telling me what you thought about this podcast or any of my other ones. I would love to play that as I will play the whatever your message is on one of my podcast shows and you get to hear yourself on my podcast and that would be awesome if you have a question for me and something that you would like for me to answer on the show please leave me a message or send me an email Uh, you can reach me through the link in my bio and i think that's about it guys Uh, i have 
My book is in the proofreading stages. It is called Dear Victim. It's time for us to break up now. It's a story of empowerment through forgiveness, strength, and love, where I share my whole entire personal story um, and how I overcame all of the things that I went through through my childhood, sexual abuse and uh, rape as a teenager and depression in 2009 to create this most awesome life that I have now here, living out here in beautiful California with practical applications and tools to help you change your life as well. So I'm super excited about that coming out. I actually went and took some pictures this weekend trying to find a, a good place to do the photo for the book cover. Um, so super excited about all those those plans and everything coming out. And uh, I can't wait to share more of that with you as it all develops. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I just appreciate you so much. Keep showing up and showing out in your life and make it your best life. I will see you guys next week. Bye bye now.